This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Well, the Dunedin Community Builders Network are offering a community building practice skills workshop with Jim Dears from Seattle and Denise Bijou from Inspiring Communities. This two-day workshop um, is aimed, it says, at practitioners or volunteers or professionals from a wide range of situations who have some understanding and experience of community building in a locally-led Way. Here to tell us more about it is Margie Jean Malcolm, consultant and volunteer with numerous not-for-profits uh, and as a teacher and researcher with uh, academic programs to support the leadership capability and impact of community-led initiatives. Uh, Margie Jean, no stranger to this field of work. Thanks for joining us on the show this morning. Good to have you with us. I'll just get you to draw a little bit closer to that microphone, yep. Margie Jean. Um, look, let, let's start with a little bit in the way of definition. Uh, what, what are we talking about when we, we're talking about community building? Oh, good question, Jeff. Always good questions from you. Um, it's really simple. I guess it's like I grew up with. You know, we lived in a street where my mother was a good community networker and we knew our neighbours. And I guess it's like my kids grew up in a street where the kids grew up together and played together on the street. And there was that sense of community, of knowing other people around. And all through those connections, you being able to connect with fun and help and support and a sense of belonging to a particular place. So Dunedin's got some great examples of that. You know, we, I perhaps look with a bit of envy at all this cool stuff that's happening in Northeast Valley, and yeah. I think, wow, there's been some great community building stuff happen there in the eight years I've been back in Dunedin. You can see that something's changed and shifted, and lots of other communities in Dunedin are doing some cool stuff about that as well. So, Maggie Jean, you talk about it as if um, it's... It's something that perhaps we've lost as a as a society. Um, you know, in what ways uh, is it manifesting that this this need to sort of grow this side of our sort of social personality has come up? Well, I guess historically, um, you could look back and say, you know, in rural communities, there was a sense of everybody knowing each other in small scale situations, and as people migrated to cities and cities got bigger. You know, there was more anonymity in the city. I spent a few years of my life in Auckland before I moved back to Dunedin, and I was quite shocked at how I was this strange person that was going around talking to neighbours when I, you know, moved into a street <laughs> and people were so busy um, commuting to work um, and long, long days sitting on motorways and getting to and from work. They're just too tired at the end of the day to even make those connections. Mm. Or people... Um, you know, everybody in the household out at work all day compared to there being people, you know, a mum at home with kids where you might connect more. So I think it's partly scale of cities, it's partly pace of life, it's partly lifestyle. But actually, some places have never lost it. I have this little theory I've lived in cul-de-sacs most of my life. So the smaller scale of your street or the smaller scale of your, um, you know, depends whether you've got bumping places in your, in your community. Um, you know, the post offices or the shopping centres or the community centres have been bumping places for people to connect. Sometimes it's just the personalities of particular people or the history of a street that's always had connections. The street our kids grew up in in Wellington still has a street barbecue every year. They've been doing that for the last 40 years. Mm. Um, so it hasn't been lost everywhere and it hasn't been lost in some people who've always grown up that way who will just be themselves and do it. But there are 
plenty places where those connections aren't there and it needs a bit more rejuvenating and in new and different ways. Mm. And mm. so that rejuvenation, it, it by its nature can't be a top-down process, it's got to start at its grassroots it level? Absolutely got back to be at a grassroots level and the lovely thing about this workshop is that you know we're going to focus in particular on two communities of Mornington and Caversham um, and not only learn some skills but actually go out and practice some things and get people's confidence that you can try just little things that don't take much organising, that just give you the confidence to go out and, and make some more connections and find out a bit more about your local community. And where are all the assets, where's the gold already there in your community of the points of light that you can build on? Any particular reason why those two parts of Dunedin have been chosen just in this case? It, well, it was, yeah, a bit pragmatic. We got this off the ground and at quite short notice, yeah. and we said, well, okay, um, there's already been quite a bit of stuff happening in, in Capisham, so there was a community that perhaps hadn't had stuff going for us in the more recent rejuvenation as long as Northeast Valley, but they were, um, they've, they've had some stuff bubbling through. And Mornington, we just had some con contact with some people who have got a good newsletter and a community centre um, going, and they were sort of at that stage of thinking, how could we take this to another stage? So we've got two communities that are different stages, who were just pragmatically available and happy to work with us as two areas. But anybody coming to the workshop from other communities can either join in with the stuff we're going to do in those communities or they can apply it to their own. Yeah, Yeah. so there's potential direct benefits for those, those communities in Dunedin, but uh, more widely it's about a, a larger circle of people bringing ideas to, to the forum and... Uh, and doing some learning as well, because uh, it, it might sound as though community building is, at its essence, quite a simple thing in terms of making those connections. Uh, we clearly perhaps aren't so good at doing it. So, you know, when we talk about learning about community development, what kind of um, what kind of skills, what kind of trades are we trying to encourage and build upon? Yeah. So the the workshop is based on the assumption that there is quite a bit to learn as well. So. We come to the space with a heart for this stuff, so it's open to anybody who's you know tried stuff out or really wanting to try stuff out in their neighbourhood. Um, but we'll be looking at um, Jim's experience from the stuff that he's done in Seattle, Denise's experience from what she's done nationwide, and what the local experience is in the room of the people that come. And we'll be doing things like asset mapping of actually you know how do you find out where the gold is in your community and just look from a strengths-based point of view, what's already there that we could amplify or could we join the dots a bit better with what's there? Some visioning about, okay, how do we take from doing a bit of research and looking at those assets, how do we build that into a sense of a bit of a vision of what we would like to do and find then some practical starting points. So we'll be going from um, what do we know now, going out and finding out a bit more about the assets that are there, building a vision and then trying to come from that big vision down to some really practical little, how do we frame up a few practical projects that we're going to do with people, not to people or for people. So a whole lot of the art and skill and tools that we'll be looking at is really about creating that sense of leading with people, not one big charismatic person leading out front, uh, but walking alongside and really listening and drawing out ideas from the community and building those ideas that have come from the bottom up into doable little things that people do, not 
necessarily grand big it's not a big grand plan it's one conversation at a time one little project at a time one little thing that you might even do in your street that helps things grow what? so sorry mm, yeah. no go on so it's about yeah sharing some of those skills and tools ideas not just from the outside experts but from the people in the room but also building networks because mm. often your confidence comes from figuring out oh so and so's tried that over in their area maybe i could try that in my street what can you tell us about our presenters for the upcoming workshop? Jim Diaz is, he came to Dunedin a few years ago, I can't remember how many years ago, and we had an opportunity to bring him to Dunedin, and it was like, oh my gosh, this is December, and uh, how would, will we get anybody there? And we actually, at very short notice, got about 80 people in the room who got really enthused by Jim. So he's done a lot in Seattle around the whole neighbourhood strengthening stuff. And has, so he's got heaps of experience, but he's also a very outgoing person. He's a very good storyteller. So you come away not only enthused about the art of the possible, but with a lot of images and pictures and stories from Jim about stuff that he's done. Um, and Denise, who'll be working with him, she's worked with inspiring communities Oh, for the last five or six years. So she's done a lot of work with groups right across the country and she's spent time overseas looking at meeting with Jim and other people who've done stuff overseas. So she's very involved in neighbourhood strengthening stuff in Auckland and she comes from more of a... Both of them come from a bit of a sort of a planning geography sort of background and of thinking about what if cities and, and neighbourhoods were different. Um, so not only looking at that very bottom-up level but what what would we change in terms of how our councils work and, you know, working at that, connecting with the system level too. It's not saying mm. it all just happens at the grassroots. Talking with Margie Jean Malcolm about an upcoming community building practice skills workshop, a two-day workshop, it is 10th and 11th of May. We'll give you more details in just a moment. But um, Margie Jean, who do you think would find this workshop most valuable? Two groups particularly come to mind. One is professionals and working in agencies like community organisations or government departments who are trying to re... You know, people always say, oh, if we always do the things the same way we've done them, we're never going to crack big major social problems. <laughs> so people who are wanting to think about, you know, they might be working in a social work practice or a, um, a community organisation that's helping people with a particular need... If people wanted to think about what would a place-based way of working do to, for us to function differently, often we say, look, if we had a stronger community, some of these problems that we're working on wouldn't exist. So if we're wanting to put move from being an ambulance at the bottom of the cliff to you know, building something stronger at the top of the cliff, then I think that would be really helpful for people who are working from that professional's point of view trying to get some new ideas about other ways that could feed into their practice. The other group that I think is really, this is designed for, is everyday residents who have been really feeling like they've got, they've tried, they might have tried some things for Neighbours Day, you know, they, and feeling like they want to take it a step further beyond their street to doing something more in their wider community, or they've already been involved in some stuff at a local community centre um, a community dinner or, you know, they've tried to get some things off the ground and they don't necessarily have a, see themselves as a leader with a capital L, but they're wanting to exercise some kind of 
leadership at, a, at whatever small level that they feel, small or big level, that they'd like to just catalyse things a little bit more and learn a bit more. So, and and everybody else in between. But you know, I'm just sort of thinking. Yeah, people might have started that from their local church or their a local community centre or their street. So it's certainly for volunteers, not just professionals. Um, and we've made the pricing accessible for individuals, not just organisations, to make that, that possible. Well, let's talk about that. How do people uh, find out more and register for this two-day workshop on the 10th and 11th of May? The, the quickest and easiest way is probably to go to Dunedin Council of Social Services' website, and if you look up their calendar and go to the 10th of May, um, there's, you can click on that and it'll put you straight through to the place that you register. And it's got all the details about the, the, the sliding scale of prices depending on whether you're an individual or, an, or from an organisation. And it's got a bit more about Jim Dears and Denise. And you just push a few buttons and register. 9 o'clock till 5.30 on the 10th and 11th of May. Those are the hours. The venue is the Mornington Presbyterian Church at uh, in Mary Hill Terrace there. So yes, hop on board Dunedin Council of Social Services website and you'll find out more information about that. Margie Jean, before you go, you've been working in this field for some time in Dunedin now. You, you know, in terms of uh, the changes you have observed, uh, are we in the, heading in the right direction in terms of community buildings in this city? I've seen huge changes in Dunedin in the time I've been here and I just think there's a real, um, things are bubbling and we've got some lovely examples of what you can do in all sorts of Dunedin communities. So when with this Community Builders Network, it's just a group of us as volunteers doing this because we love joining the dots and the learning links between people. So I'm really excited about how simple it is to keep building momentum as we you know, connect up people who hear the stories about what someone else has done and said, oh, I could try that in my neighbourhood. So I guess Neighbours Day nationally has encouraged people to try things, neighbourhood support in Dunedin, a number of agencies like Presbyterian Support and others have been rethinking their orientation and encouraging it. A number of churches have been thinking about how do we reach out more to the community uh, business communities, disability organisations like CCT, you know, thinking more about how people can live more, people with disabilities can live more normal lives um, out connected better with the community. Yeah, it feels like the time has been ripe um, for really getting many more people thinking around community led development and even at a government department level like Department of Internal Affairs. You know, their policies and funding mm. is, is increasingly supporting community-led development approaches. Inspiring Communities nationally has been in, encouraging those learning links as well. So I think we're well connected in, in Dunedin. And there's something that always was friendly and connected about Dunedin culture to start with. So I think we're ahead of the game in terms of a lot of places around New Zealand. Well, no time like the present to find out more yeah. about it too. So here we go. 10th and 11th of May it is. The venue is Mornington Presbyterian Church. A couple of days of, of really interesting work and I'm sure some great uh, friendships and networks will be developed mm. uh, as well through those two days. Do hop on board uh, and find more about this community building workshop and register if you uh, someone from your organisation uh, can step up. Perhaps uh, you can 
close the office down for a couple of days and everybody head along. I'm sure you'd like to see that, Margie Jean. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. And I just put in one more plea. We do actually want all registrations in by the 6th of May. Right. Uh, to keep the prices down, I've actually got the job of doing the catering. So I actually need to know how many people I'm <laughs> catering for if I'm doing that on a voluntary basis. How many asparagus so, rolls to so, make Margie um, Jean? Yeah. It, it, don't do the Dunedin thing of leaving it till the last minute because it's we're getting lots of registrations and we would just love to um, have final numbers by Friday 6th of May. Great so stuff. Thanks for your time, Jeff. Thanks yeah. for joining us this morning, Margie Jean. This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.